This is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. I'm Dave Savage, the Programming and Production Manager here at The Quest. And uh, I just want to mention that uh, if you want to call in, you just heard the phone numbers, but if you were listening last hour, we had... um, we had anybody who called in before 11 o'clock got a gift certificate. We've given away a ton of gift certificates. But these companies, these restaurants are so generous with these gift certificates that we have more. So uh, I think we got some Chick-fil-A uh, gift certificates still on the table. Uh, we've got Reveille and Marietta, uh, Crab Apple Tavern, Brookwood Grill. That's a great place to eat. So if you want to go to any of these places uh, and just ask for a gift, a restaurant gift certificate when you make your pledge to 470-508-1160. Uh, let me set the table here for this is usually the time you would tune in and listen to the family room. But we've got kind of a cool thing going on right now. We've got the family room here live. So, uh, John, how you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for taking care of us, Dave. <laughs> and Craig, hey. Everything's morning. great. How are you? <laughs> excellent, excellent. And then, uh, Judy, I'm going to mess up your last Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle, thank you. Why, they, the you should be silent. I'll just erase that you. But it's Gilfoyle. Okay. How are you doing French? <laughs> so, yeah, Ju- Judy And then is, don't forget, we've got Mari on the line as well, who's it, uh, not in studio with us today, but Mari Cleveland is joining us as well. Hang yeah, on, I'm going to point my microphone in that direction. And she'll, she'll be with us in just a second, but we like to start each hour off with a prayer, and we've been getting the kids from uh, the Catholic schools around the Archdiocese of Atlanta and uh, this morning we have uh, we're going to go to St. Joseph's School in Athens, and Mary is a seventh grader there. Mary, are you there? Yes. All right. Excellent. So you're in seventh grade. Yes, I am. Okay. What uh, What's your favorite subject in school? I really like math. Um, we have a great program here, and I really feel like I learn a lot. Wow, that's excellent! I, I, it, your your mind works with those numbers. I, it takes a special special mind to be able to do that. I don't have one of those minds, but <laughs> but that is so awesome. So you're all set to lead us with a prayer to kick off this hour. Okay, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, good Saint Joseph, as you held the Christ Child in your arms and cared for him, hold the needs of our Catholic families in your arms and take care of us. As we trust in God, we also trust your help. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was beautiful. Um, Yes. Thank you so much, Mary. I I hope you have a great day today. Uh You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Boy, she sounds like a sweet girl. <laughs> That's yes. awesome. So uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, and then I'm going to get uh, uh, your your counterpart here, Mari, awesome. on the line. And uh, so go ahead. Awesome. Perfect. Good. Well, what I wanted to do was enter- the whole show today is on the power of prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we're fortunate enough to uh, have a prayer warrior with us in the uh, in the studio, Judy Gilfoyle. Some of you may know her. She is one of the foundresses of Pinecrest Academy which, again, was conceived in her prayer time as something that God wanted her to do. And she always steps out in great faith, um, does the amazing things that God draws her to do that some other people would be like, yep, there's no way in the world that that's going to ever happen. Um, She's a mother of three beautiful daughters, a grandmother of 10, 
13. 13, that's right. I've, you had 10 living with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got 10 grandchildren living with her, 13 total. And she's got an awesome husband uh, whose name is Bill. So, Judy, thanks for joining us. What a blessing. Thank you for having me. Go ahead, John. What do you got for us today? So, look, this is there's all kinds of energy. I, a song, one of my favorite songs is Surely the Presence of the Lord is in this place. Have you ever heard that song? I love that song, right? And as I sat and listened to Mary's prayer, that was the song that came to my mind. And uh, and it's clear and there's energy in here, but then I want to bend that just a little bit towards some fun, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to give three statements and or three things and I want you to tell me the single word that all three of those things have in common. Are you ready? This is this is this isn't math, Dave, but but we're we're going to do it anyway. So, <clears throat> number 1, founding Pinecrest. <laughs> uh, two words, founding Pinecrest. Number 2, our lake house is dedicated to our lady. So, get those words. Our lake house is dedicated to our lady. <laughs> so, founding Pinecrest, our lake house is dedicated to our lady and a Catholic daycare. What is the one word that all three of those phrases have in common? Miracle? No. Well, maybe, but not yet, because we don't have a daycare yet. How about Judy? True, but not the one I'm looking for. Faith. How about prayer? How about yes? How about the word yes? <laughs> the Lord taps, and Judy says yes. And as a function of that yes, we have all three of those things. So the third one kind of in process, right? Absolutely. But But I think that's... We could summarize all of prayer, arguably, in that single word, yes. yes. Or if you wanted to extend it, yes, Lord, right? So, Judy, I mean, take us, how did you get down that path? How? Did, I don't even know how I'm sitting here next to you asking these questions, but this is amazing. How, tell me, get us a kind of a sense of how do you get to yes? How does all this transpire? How do you end up in this studio with all this in your resume, your spiritual resume, <laughs> Yeah, and maybe one of the ways to start that, John, is even to say, Judy, I mean, with your yes, so start at the beginning. Did you grow up Catholic? Have you always had a faith life? Can you walk us through some of that that brought us brought you to this these yeses? Yeah, I think the, the beauty of my um, life as a child was my mother's example. We, I grew up in a Catholic home. I grew up in a home where prayer was very natural. There wasn't a lot of heavy leaning in on the six of us to do certain things, but there were sacramentals everywhere in the home. Um, I shared a bedroom with my sister. Every bedroom had a holy water fountain. And even as a child, I would go to the holy water fountain, which had a tiny little sponge in it so you wouldn't drip the holy water everywhere, right? And I would pick that up in the morning, and instinctively I would put it in my ears and in my mouth, and I would say, make me holy. (laughs) It was just a childlike thing because it was innocent, right? And it was very common to see my mother at the midday uh, taking a quick feet up on the couch for a moment before my dad came home, just there with the rosary. And then during the month of the rosary, May and October, you know, we were always, as a family after dinner, we prayed the rosary. But very simple sacramentals, very simple. Mm. And uh, I think the devotions were done more through just examples of love. That's all. It was not Mm -hmm. pushed. It was there. It was there. So people living their faith every day. 
Yeah, there was a piece. There was it was a tiny little home with one bathroom and eight of us. And <laughs> everything was very simple, very simple, and you just kind of moved with it. You know, beautiful examples, mother and father. That's awesome. So, listeners, you're listening to the power of prayer, and it's our spring pledge drive here on AM eleven sixty. The Quest. Please call in at four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero to make your donations to keep Catholic Radio alive and well so we can keep bringing you awesome programming like we have and bringing you incredible people like Judy Guilfoyle. Um, so, Judy, question then. You know, a lot of people pray a lot of times, and oftentimes as Catholics, we grew up, wrote prayers, we know the rules, but God isn't always alive for a lot of us. Was there a point in time, and maybe it was when you were blessing yourself with holy water, <laughs> sucking on the uh, sucking on the sponge? But when can when can you say specifically in your mind that like God was real, like that whole fatherly? Dang, this is real. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, I would say um, that again, going through most of my life, it was just very simple and very natural. There was no opposition to it. It was like a little spigot was turned on, and it just dripped, right? But I would say that when I married my husband, my husband was not a Catholic. And when we married, my mother gave me one piece of advice. She said, as you begin is as it will be. So if you would like him to someday become a Catholic, live your faith, all right? Mm. That moment where it became very clear to me that God was very personal in my life was about the 12th year of our marriage. And we had a daughter that almost died down in Florida. And we were in a prayer group, and it was a time that I was introduced to Scripture through a non-denominational prayer group. Okay. Mm -hmm. And all of that settled in, and it was during that time that my husband, through a grace, said he wanted to come into the church. Actually, what happened, we were walking out of the Mass the very first day that we had been in Tampa. Bill asked to take me there, so I knew where to go. When we came out, the, the priest grabbed the lapels on his collar, and as he grabbed him, he said, what is your name and who are these children? And Bill introduced mm -hmm. us, and then the priest said, I've never seen the likes of you here before. <laughs> and while being held by the collar, my husband said, Father, I'd like to take instruction. It was wow. the touch of a holy priest. He, uh. he just touched him. I was going to say, I know Bill a little bit, and he's... I don't know if he's ex-military or not, but he kind of functions like that. You don't grab him by the lapel and and not potentially expect to get you know grabbed back. That's amazing. Yeah, we we heard years later that this beautiful priest he had a reputation for just a holy touch. Wow. So and during that time, the um, woman who ran the first RCAA program that kind of flipped into the laity side. Okay? okay. She was a mother of eight. And she asked everybody in the course, before they came into the church, they had to have a personal miracle. And that was mm. a moment where we really? almost lost our daughter to um, a disease. And on the weekend before he came into the church, we had a miracle. Mm. We had a miracle. Wow. Speechless. 
Yeah. So <laughs> there's not supposed to be dead air on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm sorry I, I, folks, but when you hear something like that, you just, you know. Um, this is one of those silent prayers on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, and you marvel in God's wonder. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, John. No. <laughs> so the next thought I wanted to ask was, how has your personal life affected your prayer life? I think I kind of get it. <laughs> but before, take a minute, if you would, Judy. And so clearly... You you said that like a spigot was turned on and it just and it just dripped, but clearly you were collecting everything that came out of that spigot and and it has affected you and how you pray. So today, when you pray, all these things are in your mind and in your heart and all this grace that you've collected from the spigot that God has just kept mm-hmm. dripping, pouring now maybe. How how do you pray now or how has that how does that affect? how you go before your maker and and engage. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I've been very privileged and very blessed by God because I had the example as a child. And then I had um, very solid people who led me into first through these prayer groups that were non-denominational. And when at that prayer group they called out Our Lady as something that was something we shouldn't turn to, I had Mm -hmm. Our Lady already. So I already had that placed in me to know there's this is a beautiful group, but something is off. But yet they led to personal prayer, okay? I would say then I stepped into being introduced as we came into Atlanta to the Regnum Christi. Mm -hmm. So there was a formal um, order of the day for prayer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too unusual to me because I'd been doing some of it kind of naturally. And through this Bible study, I'd learned some beautiful uh, reflection for Scripture um, and kind of stepped through some of those formalities and then began reading and learning and being under instruction as well. But I guess the peace that God has been so kind to me with is He is very obvious to me he's he makes sure i think each of us has our own unique prayer totally Mm -hmm. it is totally personalized i have an art background so i'm very visual and god has always been very visual with me and so so during many of these times in my life where there was something he really wanted me to know he would make it extremely clear and if I can take a quick second to just share an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah. So this is a time where I have come out of that. We're moving to Atlanta, and we're moving into a new stage now, uh, equally yoked, Bill Catholic, ready to go, having this miracle of Shannon, right? And we want to serve, right? Mm. But as we were getting on the plane, um, we were in the airport, And there was a couple sitting next to me that were in an argument. It was a Jewish couple. And the woman was very, very strong. And the Lord put on my heart that I was supposed to confront the gentleman and let him know that Jesus loved him. Mm. I have my Bible in my hand because I always (laughs) carried my Bible and I underlined it and I read. I was, you know, love that. God really spoke to me through Scripture. So I said to Jesus, you know, oh, Jesus, I what can I say to him? He's Jewish. Like, what am I going to say to him about you? <laughs> you know, literally. 
this person walks through the airport with like a poster board with the scripture back and forth in front of me, (laughs) Galatians whatever that says, in Christ there is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no man, there is no (laughs) And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Wow. So I got into the plane, still not sure what I was going to say, but he had been so undone by his wife publicly, okay? Mm. And my heart was bleeding for him. So I took time in the plane to write a letter to him about how Jesus loved him and how, you know, he saw him and he was there to comfort him. And as we're going off of the plane carrying the new baby, I threw the baby at my mother as we got off the plane. (laughs) And I chased the couple into the parking lot. I got on either side and I said, this letter is for you from our Lord. And what I have to say to you is, I, I experienced what happened in there. Be sensitive to your husband. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those, those moments. So this is one of the ways God is very visual. He's used visual, visual posters mm. over and over again. Like, did you get it yet? <laughs> That's funny, because I've asked for posters and billboards, and he has not applied. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe not. I've, apparently, I'm not visual. It's almost like getting getting hit between the eyes with a two-by-four. It's like, hey, here it is. <laughs> here it is. This is the Power of Prayer Spring Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Uh, we need your donations in order for the, the Quest to stay on the air. Um, I just want to take a minute. If we could uh, maybe, let me just step over here into the call center. Uh, I just want to mention a few. Uh, uh, John and Mary from Roswell have donated. Uh, Mike. Uh, he has donated as well as Karen. Uh, that is in honor of uh, uh, of Mari. So thank you, uh, friend of Mari here, uh, Colleen. Uh, in honor in honor of Judy, and they picked up a Chick fil A gift card. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got Paula um, uh, from St. Peter Chanel uh, in honor of Mari, John, and Craig. Uh, we've also got Mike and Yvonne. Um, from Woodstock in honor of uh, Mari, John, and Craig, and they picked up a gift card as well. Uh, Rebecca Rebecca um, picked up a Chick-fil-A gift card, and, and also uh, Eleanor from Johns Creek. So we still got some of these gift cards left. If you want to uh, call in and donate, uh, you can get, I think we've still got some Chick-fil-A ones left. Oh, let, let me step out of the, uh, out of the call center there. Um, so, uh, yeah, we still got some of those gift cards left, and we've also uh, got match money. Oh, three, up to $3,000 uh, from an anonymous donor uh, at St. Jude. So this is like the perfect time to call in. You're going to double your we'll bat, your, du- double your, your donation. Uh, you're going to get a gift card to uh, a fine restaurant establishment uh, in the area, and all you have to do is call 470-508-1160. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com. Or download the Quest Atlanta app on your phone, and you can donate that way as well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so, wonderful. Thank you. So, Judy, um, right before we were sharing all of that, and first of all, thank you so much, all of you who have called in and donated for um, on um, in all of our honors, and we just thank you for the way you're supporting Catholic Radio, and you get to hear wonderful people like Judy just share her her life experience with God and the way that God is working and moving in her life. 
in such a way that it made the three of us become speechless, which is kind of hard to do. <laughs> that's rare. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Even Dave was speechless. That was awesome. Um, so, Judy, you shared with us a story about how you were praying and God was talking to you, and it really influenced somebody else's marriage, you know, that couple in the airport. How has your prayer, um, or how has prayer maybe in general influenced your own marriage and your family? Um, you said that there are a couple ways I'm thinking about this question. One is ways that prayer has has, has you've seen how it's influenced your marriage and your family, but also maybe even um, you said we're, we each have our own specific prayer style where you're, you're very visual. Is there anything about the way your family members have learned to pray according to their prayer style? So I guess maybe that's two different questions right there. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I really find that I have to be really simple in my family, really mm-hmm. simple, and really able to allow God to bring forth their style. Mm-hmm. I think especially in the culture today, if I move too strong on what works for me, everything shuts down. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for me to respect uh, the simple way God has to get my attention. Maybe I'm a little slower. Maybe I'm a little, you know, less, you know, advanced in any way. But God ha- uses a very childlike way with me. Mm. And so I'm very grateful for that. And in my family, um, as they were little, we did rosary. As we mm-hmm. got older, and now we have everybody living there from all different you know, places, all different, college age, little ones, whatever, there is an invitation, but it's very soft. Mm -hmm. And I think if there's anything that maybe is speaking to them is I have to have um, for the quiet prayer, because that's really important to see the Mm -hmm. day, I have to have a place that's uninterrupted. And so they know that there is a place in my home that I am when I'm in that chair, that that is a place where I am trying to come to quiet and it can be respected, you know. Mm. And sometimes mm. they'll sit down and say, What are you talking about with him? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll get my little journal out and I'll say, See, here's your name and you know, whatever. But um, it's very normal, you know, it's very normal. We do. You know, we do the liturgical pieces in the home and that type of thing, but I think it's a very soft play like my mother was almost, very mm-hmm. learning to be that. So if you're living scripture and it says, come to me like little children, Judy just gave you a life example of not being a child and not being, you know, um, infantile, but really just having pure, simple faith. You know, I met Judy uh, when we moved to Atlanta in 07, uh, we were taking our children to, to a Catholic school, and we hadn't seen Pinecrest Academy yet. And we visited. Judy was, I think, the head of admissions at that time. Now, mind you, she founded the school. She's done every job there from cleaning floors to admittance. And we met her, and you had to meet Judy. She's And I'm sitting here watching her like thumb her rosary beads, which are always in her hand. She meets you. She's got a rosary wrapped around her arm. And she says, we're going to start our school tour in this beautiful chapel at Pinecrest. They have a gorgeous chapel. It's like a church. And she says, here's where all things begin. Mm. You're like, 
I'm in. I don't need to see the rest of the school. I don't need to. I, I don't care about the education. If this is what it's founded on, I'm in. But that's the faith, and I'm bragging on you a little bit, Judy, but that's the faith she lives. And if you've heard her story, too, it's I live simply, and I step out in faith. I do what I believe God asked me to do, which is incredible. And kind of in that vein, you talked about your prayer routine a little bit. How do you feel you hear God's voice then? You say it's visual, but we've talked about three things, and we're going to dive into those a little bit later. But you found a school. You buy a lake house that you were like, oh, Bill, we're going to go do this. And you're a retirement age, and it's a big house, and you had no idea what the plan was. And since 2007, God's put on your heart, we want you to do another big thing. How do you hear God's voice, if, if you can explain that? I'm so excited to explain this because everybody out here, you can hear his voice. What he does is he peaks the desires that he has placed in your soul from the moment you were conceived. And you think this couldn't be, I mean, could this really be God talking to me? Because I really like this idea. (laughs) It's fun. He works for me. Very clearly, and I can say this in all the people that I have time to speak about spiritually, he works through our desires. And those Mm -hmm. things that he placed that were so seemingly big, they were almost like um, fun. They are fun. Because it's something that I love already, and something that as it kind of gets created in my imagination, it's like, oh my gosh. This is something I want want to do. I want to do it. So you're not fighting him. You're just following this fragrance. Like, okay, I can go this far, Lord. And if you want more and you you want this in it, well, you just have to do that. Because I don't know that part. And what about the skill set? Because you weren't a school administrator early on. How did he come about giving you those gifts to go do that? Because a lot of people are sitting there saying... Oh, yeah, but you probably have training in starting a school. You probably have all this training. If I recall, you don't. No, I don't have anything. They kept looking for <laughs> I things. I don't have in, anything but they, faith. Yeah, they kept looking for things in my file when we got accredited. Your file is empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no, clean file. <laughs> it's a clean file. Um, again, look at this beautiful way that God had prepared my heart for the invitation to something I loved. Um, He prepared it because he had already been working on having me one day in the communion line ask him. I said, you know, Jesus, I know I believe that you are present, but I don't really feel that, like, like deep. And I said, if I am to really believe that, could you give me the grace to really know it? Not that it has to be a feeling, but that I know and you know that that prayer was seated by him and was answered by him, right? So it's shortly around that time where that Eucharistic love is developing that I'm introduced by a guest priest to a woman who came to All Saints for the first morning of their move, Arlene Gannon. And we get mm-hmm. to the back of the church and... She says, where do your kids go to school? And I said, we're homeschooling. This is our first day. We've never done it before. She said, we can't find a seat in a Catholic school because they're crowded. 
let's go to breakfast. And at breakfast, she goes, you know, I have some legionary priests that want to start a school. I said, oh, that would be fun. Let's do that. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it, it's, um, all these things are work, yes, but they, there is so much joy that they are, they're life-giving work. And then God surrounds. Every time you need someone in the work, you say, I, I can't do that. And for instance, as the nest was being uh, rebirthed in my heart again, uh, at Holy Hour, I just said, I need a beautiful young man who has great big business sense and can help us get this going. And I walked out of the chapel, and because God's timing is now, another man approached me, wanted some assistance on something, and he said, what do you need? And I told him, and he said, here's the man. (laughs) The next day, going to a prayer rosary for a priest that was dying, everybody's leaving the church, and in walks this man. I never called him. And I said, you're here to see me, aren't you? <laughs> and he said, yes, but first him, pointing to the tabernacle. <laughs> wow. You know, just the beauty, you know, the really concretely asking. And like my, my daughter, my youngest daughter says, Mom, the angels don't even know how to join you unless they're big enough prayers. They can't get their swords out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That is awesome. I'm going to just jump in here, and uh, uh, as I was reading off those names before, I, I overlooked Colleen, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce this uh, from Oconomowoc. Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Yes, has has called in and pledged some money, so that's awesome. And we also have uh, th- those, you know, and I was thinking about this. We started blowing out these these gift certificates. Uh, if you make a donation, and if you could do that before noon today, uh, if, if you make a donation and ask for one of these uh, restaurant gift certificates, you'll get one. But I was thinking, this is going to look like the family room people are, are like so popular and can generate so much money because it's... We are. <laughs> It's the family room. Money happens in the family room. But you all, don't all kinds of ways. You don't think that the gift certificates have anything to do with it. You think it's just your popularity. I'm, I'm sure yeah. Of it. Dave, People Dave, are hungry. Dave, We're Dave, feeding them. Dave, shh, quiet. It's all about us, Dave. Oh, okay. I gotta go logical on us. Dave, actually, it's it's what Judy told us. You just ask. We just ask. That's, That's right. That's right. Do you think those gift certificates just happened? It was inspiration. It was. It was. So yeah. So we've got the gift certificates. Just ask for one, uh, either an, an online donation at thequestatlanta.com or when you call four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. And we still have pledge money. Uh, on the table, if you if if or pledge money, it's uh, matching gift money. So matching money, if you make a donation, it will be doubled up to three thousand dollars, and that's from an anonymous donor well, at St. Jude. Dave, gonna... Dave, wait. Here's the good news. I just got a text that we got a anonymous thousand dollar donor. Really? So whatever this match is, now you're up to two thousand just now, guys. Let's keep this nice. rolling. Amen. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Let's take Woo. a little break, and we'll be right back. Can you guys unmute me? You're listening to AM 1160 The Quest, and this is our spring pledge drive, where the theme is The Power of Prayer. 
Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through the power of prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. Hey, I'm E. Walter Smith from Christ Our Hope Parish in Lithonia, Georgia. You're listening to AM 1160 The Quest, WCFO. East Point, Atlanta, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or even find us online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. Embrace your journey. (laughs) Come on, join the quest. My name is Father Waldemar Patricia. I am pastor at Mother of God Church in Conyers, Georgia, and here is a prayer for Ukraine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, God of powers, and God of our salvation, look down with mercy and compassion on your humble servants, and out of love for mankind, have mercy on us and on the land of Ukraine. We, who are sinful and unworthy, pray unto you in repentance and with tears. Help us, O God, our Savior, and deliver the land of Ukraine. For you are the health and victory and salvation of them that put their hope in you, and unto you do we send up glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for your support and thinking about us. Please continue just to pray. God bless you. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. I think that we are so blessed as Catholics to have Mama Mary, okay? When my kids are little, they call her Mama Ma, and then eventually she becomes Mama Mary. We are so blessed with Blessed Virgin Mary, whatever name you want to call her. Um, She's amazing. She's a mom. She gets it, right? She totally gets it, and she desires us to know and encounter her son. So when you have had a hard day and you felt like you have failed today as a mom, um, ask for her help. When you don't know what to do for your child, I turn to her, and I'm like, okay, Mary, I don't know what my son needs right now, but you do. So you please fill in the gaps, fill in the pieces where, where I'm messing up here, and you just be with them. You help him, you help her, encourage them, and lead them to your son. Let them know him, love him, and serve him. And I think that we get to take advantage of that, which is really cool. Um, I am nowhere near as good of a mom as her, but I try, and by her grace, she will teach me how to be a good mom, too. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Vatican Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the True Cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish, Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app, or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to the power of prayer on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of prayer. And if you listen at a 
regularly at this time on Wednesdays uh, to the Quest, you are going to hear the family room, and we kind of have a live version of that going on right here. Uh, we've got uh, Craig and we've got John here, and Mari is uh, is on the phone here because she's uh, elsewhere. <laughs> so uh, now this and 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 our guest uh, uh, Judy Guilfoyle, we're so glad to have you. Some very inspirational stories about the power of prayer. Um, but now, what's what's the deal here? We've we've got something very unique here. I mean, we've been giving away these gift certificates. We've been doing a lot of stuff. But who, who wants to take this, John? Mar- Mari's going to take this. There's a lot of characters in the car- in in the family room, but Mari's going to give us a special spin on characters. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, we we are so thankful to our regular listeners of the family room. And if you haven't heard the family room yet, we have amazing guests. You know, you're hearing Judy here today with us. Such a beautiful wood woman of wisdom and prayer, and we have a a number of amazing guests. You can always go back and listen to our podcast and to the past guests we've had. We've had world-renowned theologians. We've had families, um, married couples. We've had quite a variety of folks join us, and next week, we actually are going to be featuring Robert Ross and his family. Um, Robert is actually an author. He writes science fiction with a Catholic spin. There's a bit of a Catholic twist mm-hmm. in it. Um, some of his characters are very fascinating, interesting characters, and you get to watch them on their faith journey. And his wife and his daughter were in studio with us. You'll get to hear them next week. And they actually are his beta readers. They read along with them and give him feedback on his books to make them better. And Robert, um, in honor of the pledge drive, offered an amazing mm, gift. So for anybody who is willing to pledge $1,500 in the next 20 minutes during our hour, $1,500, you will actually be able to be a named character. You can either have yourself as a character, if you want to do it in honor of somebody, you will be a named character in one of Robert's future novels. And he's got quite a readership, and his novels are beautiful, amazing, creative novels. And he gets to know the person he's naming a character after, and he actually even makes the character weave into the story um, sometimes. It's pretty great. That's amazing. That really is. That's awesome. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, Call in for some 7050-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com and be sure to mention that that you want to be one of the characters in yes. Robert's books for 15 a $1500 donation. Now I'm going to talk to the men right now. All those men whose wives look at him and say, "You know, you're some kind of character. You truly can be some kind of character." It's a great opportunity. Let's go. $1500 drop in the bucket. Well, several drops, but it's good. Yeah. It's well worth it. So, in talking about this um, we've been talking about hearing God's voice, but honestly and truly, you still have to deal with discernment. You know, I know Judy is taking, Judy has been a spiritual guide, by the way, for those that don't know her. She's helped people lead, you know, grow in their spiritual growth. But a lot of questions come out of, well, how do I know, Judy? How do I know that's what God's telling me to do? How do I know that's not me? It's not my ego. And I don't have your simple faith. I'm too way too egotistical, and I think I'm way smarter than I really am. How do you recommend somebody discerns God's will when you hear that voice, and it's like, I need to go do this? Mm-hmm. Boy, now that's not a simple question. <laughs> 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 you know, I think, again, um, it's always really beautiful to surround yourself with people that can help you with that, okay? So the discerning comes, you know, through the church, right? It comes through the teachings of the church. It comes through um, the 
place in life you are. It comes through your spouse to see if it resonates with them or if it's going against the very thing that needs to happen at the ground floor. Um, and then there are people that God places and accompanies you, um, whether it be priests or, you know, uh, someone that is more deeply sensitive to the discernment of things. But I think as you ask on all of those layers, it if God wants it, he keeps coming back at you with mm. it. And as you fight to kind of let go of it, like this, this is impossible. <laughs> it's like, my goodness, Lord, you just won't let it, let it go, <laughs> you know? So I, I hope that answers the question, but they're tears and it starts kind of just close to your own, well, like I said, your spouse even to begin there. No, I think it breaks it down into, does it align with church teaching? Mm-hmm. Number one, is is it in there? Does it align with your point in life? Meaning, I'm 56, I'm not supposed to go do something that a 22-year-old potentially should do, whatever. But then, yeah, I mean, having holy, prayerful people around you, St. Ignatius always gives you that, have those people mm-hmm. you can have conversations with. Mm-hmm. So, no, you did a great job explaining it. So... um how you said something yeah I, I won't get it right you said my my word jesus you just won't let this go <laughs> um and or that doesn't seem possible that doesn't seem simple um i i look back at my own life and 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 think of the times i said i don't know how god can do that i mean that was my natural response i i I'm willing to, I guess, admit that in public. It sounds kind of dumb as I get to, I get it out my mouth. But how how do you overcome those that feeling in you? Or maybe you don't have it, Judy. But it's like, no, this is overwhelming. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I get that you want me to do that, but now what? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. We have this practice that every year we pick a a saint's name off a table with Regnum Christi, and then you get a virtue for the year. So I drew my card the other day, and it was Padre Pio. (laughs) And I have, you know, my rosary here in my hand. And over the years, people have given me medals, and that's what's on this, on this rosary. And it's always the saints that want attention. You know, I'm like, you want me to talk to you, don't you? (laughs) Right? Um. So in regards to that particular piece, I think it is a matter of. First of all, knowing that everything that God is calling me to, it's actually calling me to a deeper love. It's not calling me to the result being a project that I did. Mm. It's an opportunity for me to walk with Him in learning deeper love, right, and dependence on Him. And whether the project succeeds or fails... It's more in line with, am I saying yes to you and allowing you to use this piece? Think of it. Think of this soul of mine that needed so much done to it that he gave me a big project. Not because I could do the project, but because he wanted to do something big in me. Not the project. Me. I need this kind of a project to help transform you, right? So this is a freedom then 
because then you just you move with what you hear and you and you you it's like uh the first time I started running with a friend who was a big runner she had me hold um dry leaves in my fingers so I could run smoothly and I'm not a runner but <laughs> that exercise was almost like the same exercise in prayer it's not my prayer it's not my project it is mine to carry for as long as he wishes and not to squish it because I have to do it a certain way. Mm. I have to have it perfect. I have to have it right. Does that make sense? It makes complete mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. It, it's, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm only laughing because I know Judy and I know she talks about this like this is an everyday occurrence for everybody. <laughs> Guys, you're listening to the wisdom of what the saints have said forever. And Judy would, would recoil if I said she's a saint. But this is saintly wisdom for sure. And I think... We, I think I want to go there for a second, um, Craig, because people are going to be listening, Judy, and they're going to be like, I am not Judy. I am not her. I am not that woman. And you said, you said that you journal. um, I don't know. All the things I listen to. Quiet quiet prayer time. There's just little things, little pieces of your life. And every one of us is capable of some little piece of that. And Barb and I were talking um, as we prepared for Bible study, and, and I shared with her, I said, my dad was a science teacher, and he would always bring cool stuff home. And one of the things he brought home was magnets, and I remember being fascinated by magnets. And, you know, you have the like poles repel and different poles attract, right? And I remember playing with two magnets, and I would see how close I could get one to the other before it sucked the other one right in, right? <laughs> and I'd be like, I'll be playing with that. And as I thought about prayer and I thought about Jesus, that's it's like a magnet. Like how all you gotta do is move one tiny bit yes. and wham. Yeah. He's he just sucks right in. <laughs> yes. And so I think you, your magnets yes. are together, great for you, but the rest of us, hey, just push our magnet just a little bit. Yes. Is it a is it a journal? Is it whatever? Dave, I'm sorry, I kinda cut you off. No, no, what what I was gonna say though is that I I hear Judy tell her story and you know what it reminds me of? The story of Carol Tearsmith, who started uh, who started yes, the quest. Yes, I mean, like she had never worked at a radio station, didn't even know how to start a radio, didn't know anything yeah. about it. Yes. but look what she's done, you know. And, and she hasn't done it by herself, obviously. There's right. been a lot of help, yes. but the Holy yes. Spirit did that, yes. knowing that she yes. it, it would be a lot of work, but that she would be capable of doing that. Yes, and um. I don't want to turn this into a cheap plug, but I will say that if you want to keep supporting, make it an expensive plug. Make it an expensive plug. We want a couple thousand. <laughs> if if you want to keep the quest on the air, uh, it's very important that you call in and pledge some money, some donate some money at four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty, or you can log on to thequestatlanta.com, or you can do it from the app on your phone as well. And we still have $3,000 in match money from an anonymous donor at St. Jude. Uh, And that's for another, what, nine minutes here up until the top of the hour. And uh, we've got some restaurant gift certificates that we're still giving away. Bad Daddy's, I think, is still on the table. Uh, Crab Apple Tavern. And uh, oh, and I also want to say thanks to Eddie at uh, Reveille and Marietta, because Reveille and Marietta donated some gift certificates as well. I'm a regular at Reveille. I love that place. The number eight. The the 0800. It's great. Uh, So I (laughs) want... 
I, I'm just sticking with it. That's good. We love that they do yeah. that, and I love breakfast. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, Judy, I want to say something else that I think is really important about when you're, we're saying you're Judy Guilfoyle and I'm John Gordon. Um, this. You said when you get called to something, it's, be, it's not about the project. And I'm reminded of Father Lino's sandcastles, but um, it's not about the project. It's about the project God has to work in you. And so when when we look in the mirror and say, just not sure what you can do with that, Lord. He says, there's a lot to do, right? And and yeah, I get that you're not ready, and I really don't care. I I have a lot to do, so let's... He, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips those call. he calls. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. That's a much better way to, to take care of my That's stammering. why I'm here, John. That's thank why you. I'm here, thank you, for, thank you for interpreting my stutter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. Well, well, no, let's be real clear, too. I mean, there's there's been plenty of books written about, uh, like, Into the Deep by Dan Burke, How Do You Pray? Mm. Judy Guilfoyle's given us practical examples of how you live it out. We are all at different stages, right? I mean, and that's not a negative thing. God meets us right where we are. And he's going to meet us if I'm in church and I only go on Sunday once every three months. God wants to meet us there and bring us forward. If you're going daily, what does that mean? Go to Mass. Go to the sacraments. Set your prayer time every single day. Give God your specific time and said, this is important. Family, don't bother me. Now, mind you, if they interrupt because there's an emergency, you can go do that. But here's my time. Grab scripture. And if you say, I don't have time for all of that, pick something. Because God will expand that. Like, you know, Judy and what she's talking about, God continues to expand your prayer time, too. When you say, I've got five minutes, next thing you know, God's drawing you to ten minutes. If mm-hmm. I've got, And nothing else in my life has ever changed negatively by adding more prayer time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I <clears throat> couldn't agree more. Judy, what's your next big project real quickly? Because you've got that one on your heart. You mentioned the nest, but nobody knows what that is. Okay. And it's not the restaurant, guys. No, it isn't the restaurant. It's a Catholic children's daycare. And it came um, on my heart back in 2007 when I was admissions director and I could see that our pre-K 3 and 4 was uh, beginning to lessen because of daycares. So this is one of those pieces where, again, like I said, the dry leaves, you hold very, I held very lightly because I, God wrote a lot on my heart for that. I presented it to our board. There were other things that took priority, so it went back in a, a tub, and then I put the tub away, and then it came back in 12, and it moved forward a little bit more clearly that this would be something that would be a potential for growing more Catholic schools because you could position them around a locale. And then it went down again. And then it came up at Pentecost, and it came up with just a flurry of undeniable, you know, pieces from God saying, I want this, Uh, a, a doormat that was given to me as a gift that said the nest, a postcard of a change in address, the nest, someone at Easter giving me a pillow, the nest, someone giving me uh, a little book, the nest, you know, it was like, I hear you, I hear you. So right now what God has done with it, he's placed it in the church. It's been presented on a soft design to the bishop, to Archbishop, uh, the Archbishop and, and also Bishop Kanzen, who is the head of education. And we've been working also under the communication with the superintendent, Hal Plummer. 
And it is an opportunity right now where um, we can really see how this will not only grow Catholic schools, but all of the young people that have not been embracing the Catholic faith, we will grab them at birth. At the birth of the family, we will be able to engage not just the child, but the parents, and we'll be able to draw them back in Mm -hmm. to the community and support in many human ways, but spiritual ways as well. So it's an exciting time. We have a beautiful board, and we're we're entering right now in the OSV challenge, which is a, a wonderful piece. And we just were went through the first eliminations, and a lot of support around it. That's it's exciting. Great. Well, and you don't, you know, you say Catholic, but yet you welcome everybody. So you're talking about evangelizing whole families of people that have money they can afford to send their kids to a daycare. Mm-hmm. So many people do by necessity, mm-hmm. but hey, let's let, let's drip some faith in mm-hmm. here. And like, okay, I'm planting the seeds, Lord. Now it's up to you to grow that field. Exactly. That's amazing. It's a hot house. That's what it is. <laughs> oh. I can't believe this hour uh, has flown by uh, like they all have today. Uh, let me just step in over here to the uh, call center and uh, just want to mention a few things. Uh, Vivian, in coming, uh, she donated some money in honor of Judy. So thank you very much, Vivian. Uh, Charlene in coming, uh, in honor of Judy. Um, Lori in coming, absolutely, thank you. Um, uh, Sandy in, uh, boy, it's another one of the most constant names. <laughs> Give it a uh, shot. Mequon. Mequon, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Sandy. Obviously, these are people Judy knows. <laughs> I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. Um, oh, and, and uh, yeah, so that was uh, uh, Sandy, and, and she also donated some cheese curds from Wisconsin. Oh, thank you, so, Sandy. Yeah, no. Um, and then uh, 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 Gail and Kurt in Appleton, Wisconsin. So great. Um, and they picked up a Chick-fil-A gift card as well. So that's fantastic. So let me uh, get out of this noisy call center. Man, there's a lot of action going on in there. Definitely. Um, but oh, I got to thank uh, uh, Mari had to drop. But uh, thank you to uh, Craig and John as well uh, for being in here. And Judy Gilfoyle, thank you for your inspirational story. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, thank you all. It's a beautiful mission you have here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And if you want to support it, uh, please, uh, we, that's how we exist, is by donations. That's the only way. We, we don't get government grants. We don't get. We don't sell advertising, you know, like, like the commercial stations do. Uh, we do have some business partners, but it, it really solely relies on listeners donating money. Mm-hmm. And so please give a call, 470-508-1160. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com or uh, download the Quest Atlanta app on your phone. You can donate that way as well. And you can listen to the family room and hear great content from people that love the Lord and want <clears throat> excuse me, want your family and marriages to flourish. Absolutely. Thank you. AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO East Point, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is the power of prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll get to know one of our many volunteers. 
Now, The Quest is a non-commercial radio station, meaning we can't sell advertising the same way commercial stations generate revenue. We do get a fair number of corporate donors that we're very thankful for, but the majority of our operating expenses come from donations from people like you. As you listen to The Quest, you may not realize the types of expenses that go into just keeping a radio station on the air. But let's talk with Carol, one of our many volunteers. Yeah, I'm Carol Tearsmith, and I've been around at the Quest since the very beginning with a lot of other people. Well, it all started in adoration. One morning in adoration, about six years ago, I heard, Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. My poor. My poor. And I... I knew God was trying to say something to me, but I had no idea what it meant. And it took me over two years to discern what it was. But after many trips to the Adoration Chapel and many prayers, God made it really clear to me. And the quest was born, but not without its challenges. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is really learning to trust God. You know, God along this journey uh, has provided every step of the way. He's provided the person that's needed for every single task. But what's really been required is just to have faith that he's got this project and to get out of the way and to be open-minded when somebody walks through the door. What is God asking that person to do? And of course, another big challenge is monetary. The good news is the single biggest cost of the radio station is to purchase the FCC license and the tower site, the land that's built on it. And praise be to God, we uh, paid off our loan back in November. So what we have on an ongoing basis are our operating expenses. And the largest category of those expenses are our salary expenses. But because we have so many volunteers, we really only have basically two full-time people that are employees and one part-time employee. The uh, single biggest ongoing expense is our utility bill. We have a 50,000-watt station, and our monthly utility bill is $3,000. So on an annual basis, just to power the station, it's $36,000. Our rent is about $12,000 a year. And because we share space with Carmel Communications, it's much cheaper than it would be if we didn't have that shared expense with them. Wow, thank you, Carol. I think you shed a lot of light on some of the hard costs that nobody really thinks about when it comes to running a radio station. Any last thoughts? God calls all of us to evangelize. We've heard about the new evangelization. And when we all get the opportunity to meet God at the end of our life, God wants us to bring people with us. And so the quest is a great opportunity to fulfill your obligation to evangelize, whether it's volunteering here in numerous capacities or if it's donating. As sharing a part of your treasure with the quest, we're able to bring souls to Christ. You can hear on the radio, we hear amazing testimonies of people whose lives have been changed. If we can invite people to listen to the quest, then their lives will be changed and drawn closer to Christ. And that's what our whole mission is all about, to help fill the seats in heaven.
Thank you, Carol, for sharing your story for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the power of 